Hi, and welcome to the Silver Spring Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week we watched The Wolverine, directed by James Mangold and starring Hugh Jackman, Rila Fukushima, and Tao Okamoto. It was released in 2013 and is out in cinemas now. If you haven't seen The Wolverine yet and don't want to be spoiled, you might want to pause and come back later. Um, okay, so The Wolverine is, is um, as we all know, um, the story of Wolverine, the character from uh, X-Men, who was mm -hmm. first introduced in X-Men. Um, he's had a solo outing before in X-Men Origins Wolverine, not to be confused with the Wolverine, apparently. Um, and that was widely considered kind of a bust. It was really terrible. Yeah, so, so the... The order goes uh, well. There are a whole bunch of X Men movies in the X Men universe, so they yeah. they came out in order of X Men one, two, and three. X Men Origins, Wolverine, X Men First Class, yeah. and then the Wolverine. That's the release order. The order they go in is X Men Origins, Wolverine, or X Men First Class. No, First Class, then Origins, Wolverine. Well, then Origins Wolverine, movies. I think, actually starts before X-Men First Class starts and ends after X-Men First okay, Class finishes. so we have the two <laughs> prequels, which are uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine and X-Men First Class. And, um, yeah. uh, and then we have X-Men's 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. And then the Wolverine, and the take, Wolverine takes place after X-Men 3. Yeah, it happens right after X-Men 3. Mm -hmm. um, um, Logan's off, you know, moping and being a caveman up in the mountains in Canada. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, makes friends with the bear. And then the mm. bear dies, which was possibly the saddest part of the whole <laughs> movie for me. Very yeah, emotional. That was, and then he goes to, yeah. you know, get cranky with the hunters yeah, who killed his bear friend. It's basically about him coming to terms with, spoiler alert, the death of Jean Grey, which happened in the movie The yes. Third. I assume it happened. I actually haven't seen the third movie, but I've read enough of the comic books to know <laughs> what, what's going on. This is the only franchise where I've ever actually read a comic book. I haven't read any of them, but I sort of know a lot of the stuff mm. that happens. Um just from like Wikipedia guess, and, guess, and things like that. You want to guess why I read a comic of X Men? Uh, Joss Whedon wrote it. Yeah, yeah, I read that one too. Yeah, <laughs> um, that was the Uncanny. Yes, or Ultimate or something astonishing. Oh. Who they knows? All have such anyway, similar names. We uh, we that's this is the universe we're playing in. This is a solo outing for Wolverine. But yeah, I think really it's all about him coming to terms with the death of Jean Grey and his role in it. Yeah, whereas the storyline is actually, you know, completely separate to that. Mm. It's about um, he goes off to Japan to mm -hmm. to see an old friend who's dying. He saved his life during World War Two because um, the during... Wolverine is like a hundred years old. Clearly, yeah, yeah, that's sort of established. Yeah, he was no, born it's established in the 1800s. that he's in. Um, oh, okay, I've forgotten about that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, and then so he was in, in like the Civil War and everything. Oh, um, okay. And so he he goes back to see his this person who he saved in World War Two um, from the atomic bomb that hit, hit Nagasaki, mm -hmm. um, and he gets sort of caught up in this family feud thing that involves like the Yakuza and all this sort of thing because he falls in love, of course, with this guy's granddaughter who is so incredibly dull. I just don't understand it. Like Mariko. I, Mariko, yeah. He's played by Tao Okamoto, who um, right. all of the women in this movie are played by uh, by models. All yes, of them. they are. Yeah. Um, and one of them is um, Tao Okamoto, who, who mm. she just looks incredibly skinny and frail and tiny. And like I was spending more time watching her collarbones than her eyes. And I just couldn't get into it. Like her character is kind of just an heiress. Who yeah, is uh, sheltered. largely. So the whole film is set in Japan, 
Uh, it starts and ends with Wolverine's adventures in World War Two, and he comes back to this man who he saved in Nagasaki, and he, the man is now very old, and he wants he's afraid of dying, and he wants to get hold of some Wolverine's immortality. Yeah. Um. So he comes, but of course Wolverine doesn't know this. He he is called back to to Say an old goodbye. dying man. He thinks he's saying goodbye. The old man really wants his some of Wolverine's immortality, and Wolverine is not standing for that. Mm. Um. And well, rather than just wanting him as immortality, mm. he's offering Wolverine um, a chance to die mm, yes. instead of living forever without Jean. Oh no! Yes. Um, but then Wolverine falls in love with some other girl and gets well, over it. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I never really got the idea that he was that in love with Mariko. Was... Well, in the comics, he marries her. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So there's there's clearly mm, more to that. But she, yeah, she just sort of she was very blank. Yeah, and not very. Um, like th- there's another girl in the movie who sort of becomes Wolverine's kind of sidekick thing. Like she mm-hmm. calls herself his bodyguard. Yes. Um, and she comes to get him from Canada and her name is Yukio, mm-hmm. played by Rila Fukushima. Another and model she... who is very good. Yeah, she's terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, I would happily watch the Yukio movie. She yeah. was so cool and like flipping around and kicking butt and having sword fights. Mm. And she was really, really cool. And she's got this red hair, dyed red hair and all this sort of thing. Mm. Um, and, it, just watching those two in a scene together, I was like, this girl is so much better. And you sort of, she's just so much more interesting. Um, mm. Most of the scenes I liked in the movie featured her. Yes, uh, I think I liked her too. And also, um, I didn't write his name, Haruda? Harada. Uh, Harada. Yeah. Yes, Harada, who is, uh, he's kind of the, conf- he's kind of our conflicted anti-hero of the piece, I guess. He's kind of a villain, but he's a bit Loki-esque in his villainy in that he's, good looking and we've got a bit of sympathy for him kind of i didn't yeah. actually think he was like loki because loki just sort of goes from being like okay to being a dick um but hanada sort of is it, he his whole thing is serving the house of yashida which is mm. the the um the old dude the family um, that uh, mariko yeah. comes from yeah and yeah, the old so. dude yeah so the 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 old dude who Wolverine saved his life in World War II, went on to become then one of Japan's most successful businessmen and wealthiest people. Yeah, but he was friends, Harada was friends with Mariko from when they were kids. They were. And then, um, so, but he just wants to help the family and so he'll do whatever to help yeah. the family and he's not that interested in Wolverine, so he fights against Wolverine. And Yeah, he's kind uh, of it, interesting. Yeah, but he um, he's the only non-Japanese actor playing a Japanese mm-hmm. character in the piece. Um, he um, he plays Sang-min on Hawaii Five-O. I was really excited to find that out because Sang Min is cool. He's an American actor of Korean descent, yeah. playing a Japanese character. Yeah. So, um, mm. well, it's 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 always an issue for me because I don't like the Hollywood idea that all Asian people are the same. No, no. Of but, but since this movie had almost all Japanese people playing Jap- playing Japanese people, it was a little less irritating for yeah. me that there was one that isn't. But um, uh-huh. yeah, it 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 just and was his Japanese good? Like when he spoke, he didn't speak with an accent or anything, or not that I noticed. Okay, but um, I wasn't paying that much. To... Did okay. he speak in Japanese? He must have. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't remember. remember him speaking in Japanese. <laughs> Perhaps not. Shingen, in... um, if you're the... important in this movie, you're important enough to speak English. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. The father of Mariko speaks a lot of Japanese. Yes. Um, Hiro... he's played by um Hiroyuki. I can never remember his last name. Hiroyuki Sanada. <laughs> Yeah, and he is so pretty. Um, I, he's he's older in this movie, so maybe you won't get it as much. But I've seen him in other things when he was younger, and he was so hot. So mm-hmm. um, I sort of was predisposed to yeah. enjoying him. I thought he was fine, but like, it's it's really hard to attach yourself to any of the characters in this movie or get anything from mm. them because it's really a Wolverine story. The problem I had with it was it takes itself way too seriously. 
Okay. Yeah. Like, it's just so – like, he doesn't even get to say lots of fun Wolverine-y lines. No, he has there's a couple not of a lot of um, – not a lot of wisecracking, is there? No. Yeah. Um. It it's much too like it's sort of like oh he has angst and he's really really buff. I'm like yeah I know that. Can we have something else? Yeah. Please? A gratuitous amount of shirtlessness, like <laughs> ridiculous. It, it sometimes I think when he's fighting, his shirt just accidentally falls off. Yeah. Or gets ripped away. Really. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Um. Yeah. It, it it's but it's sort of like. Look how buff Hugh Jackman is. Look and how much work he did to get ready for this yeah. movie. Which is good, but it's just not like there's there's not he I think Hugh Jackman does a good job of playing Wolverine. He does, I mean there's yeah. a reason why all of the X Men movies have him in them. Mm-hmm. He's great. But you need to give him like he had more personality in his one line in X Men First Class than he did <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, he did. You know? Like he's just not he is, the, he's a really good actor and if you give him the material, he will take it and run with it. Yeah. And this mm. this just didn't sort of give him much. It, it wasn't fun for me. No, okay. it was just sort of like plodding and and very po faced. Yeah, you know? very... I, and that was one of the. I I found myself looking at my watch. Yeah, it's um. I looked it up later. It's two hours six minutes. So it, that is on the long side. Yeah. for a um a modern blockbuster. But I, I definitely found myself looking at my watch, and I wrote it down so that I would remember. I started to get sleepy. Um, The uh, Nagasaki Mariko sequence, so yeah. where they go to her family hideout, Yeah, I actually found myself getting sleepy. The uh, romantic part, I think, uh-huh. which might have had something to do with her not being terribly interesting. Mm, um, I started to get... It's very pretty countryside. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and you know what? It was actually mostly shot in Australia. Like, they shot a little bit in Japan, mm. but um, Nagasaki was shot... Uh, Cornell and Botany in Sydney. Okay. Um, some of the if you go on IMDb, there's all the filming locations. Some of uh, some of the um Japanese village in winter was shot around Oberon in New South Wales. Mm. This was mostly shot here. This uh, much like Gatsby, which we talked about now weeks and weeks ago, um, it, it got some tax discounts or something for shooting here, and Hugh Jackman pulled a lot of strings to get it shot in Australia. Okay. So again, you and I are uh, I guess. Just, Minor shareholders in this as Australian taxpayers. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Well, I one of the things I liked about it was that it didn't do that whole look. We're in Japan. Here's Mount Fuji it, and here's Shibuya Square. Although there sort was of a thing. sequence, the funeral sequence where the big fight breaks out. Yeah. And it was quite clearly shot in the um, Japanese gardens in Darling Harbour in Sydney. Yeah. I can tell that because I've been there enough times, and I was like, I know this place, and I know these buildings in the background. I liked the, the fact that there was like this temple and then you go outside the temple and it was, it was like excellent, yeah. Tokyo City though because that's Tokyo. How it is. Um, I know. And, I, and I, then I they agree. go straight into a pachinko parlor and have a fight in a pachinko parlor and stuff. And I was like, that's great because mm. that really sort of shows you. I think it, I, I think it was, um, even though it was shot in Australia, I liked the, um, the, Japanese, as, like the, the uh, way they showed Japan agreed. to be. I um, I've obviously I've never been to Japan, and I'm not Japanese or anything. I oh, yeah, actually, yeah, you have, there but you're not Japanese either. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I really like the Japaneseness of it. I thought when we when we got started, I thought we might be in Japan for a while, and then we'd go back to Canada or America. Yeah. But we didn't. We stayed in Japan the whole time. The whole story played out in Japan. And there's not a whole the, lot of uh, Caucasian actors in it. No, and stuff, which al- was almost nice. none. And in fact, the um. The main villain, oh dear, I'm going to wish I wrote her name down. Svetlana Svetlana Kodjenkova. Svetlana Kodjenkova. The main villain, uh, the Viper, I Mm. believe. Yeah, she's she's fantastic. She's Russian. She's lived in America since 2005. This is her third. Second. Second English language movie. 
I didn't actually know she was Russian until I looked her up at the end. Yeah. She was really good. Um, Her so, accent was flawless. Yeah. So in, in addition to this uh, Japanese mafia kind of story going on, we've got a villain from the comic books, the Viper. Who's See, I didn't like her. A poison thing. I don't know. She was kind of a, a poison weird, snake. Poison mutant snake thing. mutant. She was kind of an odd distraction to the whole thing because she, just after uh, Wolverine, Logan, and um, Mr. whatever his name is, the Yashida? old Japanese, Yashida, have had their conversation about uh, he, Mr. Yashida wanting some of Wolverine's immortality and giving mm. Wolverine a mortal life. She comes in and poisons Wolverine. It puts a spider on his heart, it turns out. Poisons Wolverine so that he is, in fact, mortal. A metal robot spider, not a real one. That would be weird. Yeah, that would be weird. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so she poisons him so that he basically is mortal. Yeah. Um, But so she kind of ties into the story that way. But I'm never quite clear. She sort of appears to have been added in so that we have a mutant for him to fight against as well Mm. as just humans. You could have had the whole story. Well, Yukio's also a mutant, and and there's an interesting, yes. there's like an interesting light storyline that isn't really fully developed. Where Yukio's a mutant, yeah, she can see when people die. Oh, her, she's got yeah. like a psychic, yeah, sort talent. of a psychic power. Um, okay. so but she, like, there's this sort of interesting storyline because Yukio was was found by Yashida and mm. Mariko when Mariko was little and, and Yukio's parents had died and she was digging through some rubbish to try and find food and they brought her back as like a playmate for Mariko so they kind of grew up together yes um but there's this interesting storyline with Shingen who is Mariko's father um and Yashida's son who blames the f- the downfall of the company and and the fact that he doesn't get to inherit the fortune and things like that on the father's obsession with mutants and there's kind of uh, this is like almost an interesting storyline that is completely sidestepped it would, and ignored. It would be an interesting storyline. It would be delightful to explore it, I think. Yeah, that would have been really interesting. Yeah. Whereas the storyline of Wolverine becoming, you know, injurable, I don't know about mortal because he doesn't really no. – he still gets shot a bunch of times and, and doesn't survives. really yeah. – yeah. Um, and, then, and then he just sort of figures it out, solves the problem himself and goes off and – I don't know. It just sort of – like it, it, it felt like it was focusing on the most boring storyline that it could have been. Yeah, yeah, the love story and the. I mean, I, I like the idea of him getting over the whole Jean Grey thing because yes. I think that's interesting. But I see, but, I liked the scene where he said goodbye to her essentially. Yes, like, I agree. Because she shows up. Famke Anson shows up in these um dream sequences, mm-hmm. and you get to see a lot of her, and she's talking to him, and then eventually he kind of lets go of her. Yeah, and, um, I and that, that was really, was well really done. lovely, but. I felt like up until that point, she's kind of shoehorned in. Like she mm. just, it doesn't fit and it distracts you from the storyline that's actually going on. Jean Grey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, it, a little bit. Yeah. I, but again, like I said, like that's one of that resolution of that is one of my favorite storylines. If only he'd been able to resolve it with a stronger chemistry relationship yeah. thing with Mariko. Cause that, I, I didn't even pick up that they were going to stay together. I, I just was figured like next movie he'll be with somebody else. Yeah. I didn't even – it didn't cross my mind until you told me that they get married in the comic books that are – oh, okay. Yeah. And, again, I think that's probably a weak performance there on um, yeah. part of the actress, which is a bit sad. Um, yeah. I mean, I was more – like I said, I was more in, I was more invested in the relationship between him and Yukio. Well, because Yukio, Yukio is by becomes far his, the more interesting character. But it's also she She's becomes his friend. Yes. Like she becomes somebody – I mean, he wants to protect her, but she protects him as well. Mm. And there's a very sweet kind of relationship there that is much more interesting than the sort of romantic 
subplot of like, oh, I guess you're pretty. Let's get it on. Yeah. I couldn't really figure out why else they were. I I know. Why was he pursuing her when he has a far more interesting friendship going on here? But, um, of course... His friendship with her is different. For, like, there's no, not ever a suggestion of a no. romantic interest. It's actually just a friendship, and they kind of, they do. yeah. She's, but that's she's nice. So it's great. Nice that she's such that. a great character. I really she's like so her. She's terrific. I would have, like I said, I would, I would like to watch that movie. That would be great. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I felt was like the whole movie was a prelude to the post-credit sequence. Oh yeah, because the post-credit sequence. sequence is the single most exciting thing in the whole movie. Yeah, because Ian McKellen and uh, Patrick Stewart show up. And we haven't seen – I mean, last time we saw Patrick Stewart, he died. All right. In, in X-Men Last Stand, he died, the third oh, one. Oh, you know, X-Men Jean three. Grey. Right. Yeah, three is Last Stand. Oh, That's so he dies in that one. Yeah, he gets exploded by Jean Grey. And then at the oh, end, they hint – I think at the end they say he's come back, but you don't actually we, – we saw him die. This is the first time we've seen him, you know, back to life, basically. Oh, wow. Um, so he – this is proof that he has been resurrected after he died. Yes. So he's Gandalf. And, then, and not just that, but he's there with – um, with Magneto, I, who you, I'm so because I just said Gandalf, and I was like, he's there with Gandalf. I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah, he's there with, with Magneto. Magneto, and and the next movie's gonna Their have like Patrick Stewart, Neen McKellen, and and Ch- James McAvoy, and and Fassie. Michael Fassbender all together in the same movie, and it's the, just the next too one's exciting. just and the posters for it look so exciting. So like, I think almost everybody who went to see this movie is probably more mm. excited about. And this has come out just this week, immediately post San Diego Comic-Con, where yeah. they did the big reveal of the posters. The whole cast got together on stage. Yeah. Ian McKellen flirted with Michael Fassbender. <laughs> Fangirls around the world exploded and stopped caring so much about Hiddles and Cumberbatch and all the other things they uh, cared about. I don't know. Hiddles <laughs> definitely uh, dialed the his San Diego own... crowd over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with his know? big Loki moment. This is entirely, and entirely distracting. And his was fantastic. But I am... Um, I, and I, I think I retweeted this on the Screen Queen's Twitter account. Mm. Um, he flew from London to San Diego in costume, in disguise. Sorry, in disguise. Yes, I did know. In a Star Wars costume, so that nobody would recognize that he was arriving in San Diego, so yes. that he could do that bit on stage in Hall H with nobody as knowing Loki. he was there. Yeah, I did oh, know. Amazing. I did know that. Um, he he went full out, and then um, apparently Zachary Levi emailed him and said. Um, um, there's a rumor going around that you may be around and if you are and you don't come and, um, come to Nerd HQ, I'm going to, I think, kick you in the balls or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I have to watch the Nerd HQ. Thing. The Nerd HQ is adorable mm. between those two. Anyway, and, um, back to X-Men. <laughs> this is the thing. It's just like Wolverine is just not very, it, it doesn't have that same level of, because we're used to this now. We're used to really good stuff now, you yeah. know? We are um we are at the point where we've got Avengers and we've got like Iron Man. We're not reliant on X Men anymore, so it needs to step up its game. It needs to I mean, first class was really good. First class is probably the best um X Men movie that we've had, but it, it needs to step up to that level. Um, it can't just rely on the old sort of storytelling tricks and, you know, the charisma of yeah. Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Um I I completely agree, and I'm very much looking forward to Days and this of Future is, Past. The the story just doesn't live up to it. No. The story doesn't give him enough to do. It doesn't give anybody enough to do. It has some really cool stuff in it. Um, I liked watching them fight through Tokyo, like I said. You know, yeah. there's some pretty – The uh, top of the bullet train sequence was Yes, that well was the other one as that well, I, yeah. That was pretty much – that action scene and anything with Yukio in it 
was mm-hmm. the best action stuff. Yeah. But the bullet train one was really cool. The um the fight at fight at the end against Adamantium Man, as I've dubbed him. He's um, called the Silver Samurai, apparently. Silver Samurai. That to me felt like a um boss level. Like I felt like I was in a video yeah, game no. and I've hit like we've gotten rid of the Viper, but now we've hit boss level. Yeah. You've got to play Adamantium Man. <laughs> well, she I think she Yukio ends up um yes. dispatching of Viper. Yes, Yukio dispatches um, Viper, and then um, yeah, uh, well, Hugh. I mean, Logan has to has to fight against Adamantium Man, which, which is this giant Adamantium Samurai thing, which is actually pretty yeah. cool looking. Interesting boss level too, because of course you know Wolverine fighting against someone who's entirely made of adamantium. Yeah. Clever, I get that. Again, it's just a bit plodding, wasn't it? Like we kind of the only thing that got me there mm. was he gets his claws chopped off. Yeah. Like the adamantium claws get chopped off. Yeah. Which is gross and nasty but kind of cool. Yeah. And like then it's there's effective. this bit that like where because these things go into his bones and you're like, oh. Yeah, he drills but into at the, the same adamantium time, claws. It's, it's kind of cool. It is and kind that's of. The, it's also the only time you have any tension in that fight. Mm. No, I, I, I liked that bit. And of course the adamantium claws are lying around for Yukio to pick them up and use them again in the yeah. battle to help him out. Yeah, no, Mariko does it. Oh, Mariko. Oh, she actually does something. Yeah. Whoa. She, she and Yukio both end up saving Wolverine a couple of times. Oh, okay, cool, yeah. Which I think they <laughs> – it feels like they were trying a little bit too hard with that, like they were only putting that in so the girls had something to do yeah, so yeah. that we wouldn't all be sitting here well, going, female characters, rah. I, um, I could see it trying its hardest to pass the Bechdel test. Yeah. I could see that there was a conversation between Mariko, Mariko and Yukio – uh, but it was about grandfather, so that doesn't count. And then there was there was one no, there was one that was like she was like, "What's going on? What's yeah upsetting then, you?" Which is yes. And then they have a conversation about what's wrong. So and like barely, but that just passes the best yeah. test. And I feel like the writers put it in there just so they knew that they would make that happen. There's well, maybe I think they also tried to were trying the to them. set up the relationship because yeah, there's not oh. a lot of time where those two are together. I know. So they're trying to set up this relationship without actually giving any time to it, which is almost as annoying. You know, like mm. it's just they're not really giving those girls much to do together. They just sort of talk to each other a couple yeah. of times. But it feels like um, somebody somewhere like got sat down in a board meeting or like some studio executive said something about let's make sure we've got the strong female characters and then there's this thing, I think it's called, you've got to, you've got to have the two women talking to one another about something other than a man. We've got to do that. <laughs> and um, and they need to come in. They can't just damsel. They need to come in and um, have a bit of a role in saving him at the end. Yeah. Like there was – I feel like they were almost like trying to tick some boxes that somebody yeah. had told them. I think that- there's also a moment where Viper and Mariko talk to each other. Yes. And then there's a phone yes. conversation between Mariko and Yukio and one at the end. So yeah, yeah. there is a so bit – Technically it's, it's, it passes. But it's not really – I mean, but it is it's kind also of his story. to the letter but not the spirit of the best shelter. <laughs> but the thing that got me, the really annoying yes. part – um, feminism wise it got me was um, there's this scene where Mariko and, and Logan are having dinner and she's like she's been set up to marry this um, this um, annoying um, politician guy yes because he has power mm-hmm. and and yeah, her daddy yeah. wants the power and yeah. so she's the marriage has been arranged and she says to Wolverine um, um, to disobey my father would be to dishonor him and then she goes, you wouldn't understand, you're not Japanese. And I'm like, you can't cloak um, sexism and misogyny and that sort of thing in, culture. in cultural differences. You can't yeah. do that because I know plenty of feminist Japanese women and that doesn't work. That no. isn't like... 
I yeah, I I think I agree. I, agree I mean, honor is important in Japanese culture, but I'm pretty sure if he's going around whacking her, he's lost all his honor anyway because he hits her. That dad yes, hits her a couple he does, of times. He hits his daughter. He's lost his right to that honor. Mm. You know, like I and I don't correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think arranged marriage is generally a, an accepted practice no. in Japan. Uh, this is well, this isn't an arranged know, marriage in the sense of it's more of a. I need to. I need to develop a better relationship with the government, so we need to get you involved yeah, with this it, guy. This sort of thing happens in Western society. Yeah, no, that it's not kind so of much, it's not an arranged marriage yeah. in the sense she that she says we it is. Yeah, it, well, it's, but, she uses that the the phrasing. Of my father arranged it, which yes. I think I don't think is strictly the right way of putting it because it's not really an arranged marriage in the sense no. that we think of it. Yeah. It's more of a social, like, you know, dad pushing it in a particular direction. Anyway, I guess yeah, it's, it's more of a just advantageous sort of a thing. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, but that, that just really irritated me. And then she sleeps with, with Logan. While she's engaged. While she's engaged. And Logan and, turns around and, and shows yes! up at, at the fiancé's place and, go, and who was sleeping with two women and goes – Tells um, him off for cheating on his fiance. What was that about? I know. Oh. I'm like, uh, nice moral high ground you're standing on there. He just slept with this just guy's slept with fiance. this guy's fiance. I agree with you. I I saw that and I was like, you giant hypocrite, Logan. I cannot believe you. But it's funny because I mean, the guy is a dick. He's taken yeah. a hit out on his wife, and at this point, Logan knows it. But we don't know it. All mm. we see is him sitting there going, um, like you. Yeah, how be dare you cheat on, on your fiance, who I just cheated with? Yeah. Uh, so hypocritical. Oh, I yeah, no. Like, I, I saw oh, that. my God. And it's it's like the next scene as well. So nobody's – everybody knows that this is like – I get, well, I mean, maybe that's Wolverine-ish. Like that, Logan has never been a good guy. Almost, I, he's not, I you guess. know, a straight-up good guy. He's always you know, got the con- conflict and the naughtiness about him. But that's like clearly hypocritical. Yeah. that's uh, The other thing about, about him is that he is protective. Like, that's the sort of thing that we've yes. seen from the beginning, and that's what we see here with him constantly trying to save Mariko, who's yeah. not a damsel at all, except that she keeps getting it's kidnapped. Entirely um, a damsel. She's Princess Peach, man. I mean, oh, she, I know. She like, gets kidnapped like four or five times, yeah? At least three three times that at I least, can think of. yeah. Um, <laughs> so Princess Peach. Peach. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, yeah, you're just sitting there like, oh, my God. It's so irritating. and But then that's that's another reason why I liked his relationship with Yukio better because it's more like his relationship with Rogue. Yeah. Like that whole protective sort of idea is much more, I don't know, it just seems more in keeping with Logan. And, like, Jean Grey is cool. I yes. can understand why he liked her. Yes. You know, she is um, tough and she's cool and she's interesting. Mm. I I wanted to see something like that in Mariko, but I didn't get it at all. Especially when he's trying to get her to run away from the city. And she's like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this every five minutes? Yeah. And then they go to the love hotel. I liked the love hotel. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. Um, yeah. She, but Mariko, was... there's nothing to her. No. The whole – she's just insert generic love interest. She yeah. could have been played by any actress of any nationality. She could have been – like it just I, there was nothing special about her. Not that I could tell. And yeah, I mean, and I think yes, maybe she's different in the comics. I don't know, but and, there and wasn't yet, and really. Yes, in this case, we are working with the actress was a model, and so perhaps the performance isn't quite strong, as strong as it might have been. But she really is nothing. She's just she's just there to get kidnapped and give him someone to save and go after Princess Peach. I'm Princess telling Peach. you, Princess Peach. No, yeah. I agreed. agreed. And he Mario's his way through. 
<laughs> you know, he, instead of bopping it on their heads, he just, you know, snicked, snicked, does the little snick thing it's and the, flashes uh, through the them. Claws and, out. Yeah. That's it. That's you it. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. And then he just offs a bunch of Yakuza. Yeah. Whereas um, Yukio is then Luigi, I guess. <laughs> she helps him out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. She's the Luigi to his Mario and she's sort of. But the, yeah, the, the scene where he's trying to get the spider off his heart. And then she's saving him is a really great scene. I like that scene. Oh god, um, there's this. Uh, yeah, he and is... and that's got Hiroyuki, uh, mm. the dad in it as well, and yeah. he gets to fight and and you know overact, and that's fun. It's really well done. It, um, Logan is lying on a bed performing surgery on himself with a like an X-ray machine type thing, and she is swinging around the room fighting off mm. the dad, whatever his name is. Shingen, I think, is the yeah, character. Yeah, Shingen. She's flying around the room fighting off this guy and keeping it safe for Logan to get this thing off his heart. It was very, that that scene was amazing. And then we go, and that's why I got this whole boss level thing when we went <laughs> on to the next scene. I was like, boss level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, yeah. it played out a little bit. But that's the thing. It's, yeah, like, yeah. it's just that very straightforward, you know, this happens, this happens, this happens. I knew the twist about who the bad guy was, like, mm. Five minutes into them, or like there was a twist? as soon as well, that's the thing that you're supposed to not know that like Yashida is the bad guy. Yeah, but you see him beat up his daughter like five minutes. No, in. no, no, not that guy. Oh, the old guy. Oh, you're, not, you're not supposed to know, to know that he's the bad guy, obviously. And then I figured it out. But like five like, minutes in, he says, "I want to take your mortality." Immortal- yeah, exactly. And then and then you see him like be wheeled off, and they're all like, "Oh, he's dead." And then Yukio is like, "I didn't predict that." And you're like, "Because he's not dead." Duh. And then, like, you know, and then they, they go to the, um, yeah. then Wolverine starts losing his, his, um, his powers or his, his, uh, um, healing powers. Healing powers. And you're sitting yeah. there going, that's because the, the Viper is giving them to Yashida. Duh. Like, it's not yeah. difficult. It's so incredibly easy and straightforward that, mm. like, I think it's, it, it is supposed to be a twist. He cuts off the Silver Samurai's head and then. Yeah, no, no. Um, you are, what's his is, name? Yashida's I, head no, pops no, out. No, no, I, like I didn't him. realize. I was like, oh, I figure he's dead. Like, I didn't expect that. So, yes, that was, okay. No, oh, that is you, a twist. I didn't, no, I didn't pick it. I just was like, okay. I knew what it, happened. like, when it happened, I was like, no, he's the bad guy. I wasn't surprised, but I, get, I think you've, um, you've, Hit the nail on the head with the thing about this movie. It's and and I think I brought it up before when I was talking about them ticking boxes. It's a by the numbers superhero mm. movie. I mean, which it still makes it better than well than X Men Origins Wolverine because that just <laughs> yeah, jumps God, all over the place and isn't shocking. even. At least this is a self contained story. Yeah. So whereas the is, other one was like six stories in one. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like there is there's an a th- you know there's the three act structure. There's the love interest. There's the recovering from past trauma storyline there's the plot twist there's uh, you know what it was it's almost like just a bridging movie where you can get wolverine from where he was at the end of last stand to where he has to be in order to come back for days of future past Past, yeah um without dealing with the gene gray thing yeah yeah i mean yeah it's by the it was certainly enjoyable enough Um, some japanese people in it yeah and and You've got to you've got to admire a movie that basically hires in like ninety percent non Western cast. Yeah, that's great. Um, but yeah, it just 
it didn't really make me feel anything. It didn't make me feel special when I left the cinema or any of that kind of stuff. Well, it didn't make me feel really excited when I left the cinema, but that was because of the last scene. I think that was... We spent more time, I think my, my friend who I saw it with and I spent more time talking about the last scene and the next movie than we did about the whole movie. I was more excited about the last scene than I did. I, I, yes, you're correct, actually. The movie itself, meh. The post credit sequence, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And Yukio. I liked Yukio. Yukio, yeah, she was pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean that, that's the thing. Like when I'm when I go to give my rating on this, I'm going to give it like average marks, but you know, mildly enjoyable by the numbers kind of. Yeah, yeah. And you expect more now. That's I what do. I felt. I've seen Iron Man. I've seen the Avengers. I don't. I can't just. I can't go back to watching Thor. Well, the, the, and also First Class. Yeah, I've seen even X-Men in the X Men movies, they stepped up their game with First Class. You know. Yeah. It, well, yeah, yeah. I, and I wonder if that is as a response to Iron Man and the other. Marvel yeah. movies really raising the bar on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's your rating? Three out of five. I gave it two and a half out of five. Cool. Well, I guess we're done on the Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Now, thank you for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. We've talked the Wolverine this week. Um, if you want to know anything more about the podcast or read our show notes, you can do that on our website, which is silverscreenqueens.com. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, the easiest way to do that is either by liking our Facebook page or coming and finding us on Twitter where we are at screen underscore queens. If you want to be that, if you want to read Katie's review of this film and every other movie that she watches, you could do that on her blog, which is silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. Thanks. Thank you. Bye.